Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? Um, it's 10 p.m., so I'm recording this before midnight. Are we surprised? I think we're surprised because that never happens. I always say in these podcasts, like, it's 2 a.m., it's 3 a.m., it's 1 a.m., because that's just when I'm so, like, my mind is so active and running. But I honestly, like, right now is the perfect time for me to just, like, chill and sit down and record this because... I need to talk and one of the reasons why I love doing this so much is because it is such like an outlet for me and my thoughts and my emotions that kind of are always floating around in there and that I can now sort of get out through this outlet and one of my favorite videos, oh my god, not videos, one of my favorite podcast episodes to record is these life updates for you guys. I'm obsessed with these life updates because they are just such a great way for me to like talk about my life and give you guys updates about how I'm feeling and like what phases of my life I'm in like it literally changes every single week like what sort of mind what what sort of mentality I'm in and what sort of like feelings are flooding over me changes all the time and anyway I filmed a very very chatty life update last week and I was so ready to post it and then I was thinking like oh like I was ready to post it actually and then a few days later I I started to feel different and I was like oh okay so this life tip this life update is actually not super accurate because I don't feel like this anymore and basically to give you guys a rundown like in that episode I was just talking about how I'm so ready to go back to college and how I'm super chill about it and how the anxiety hasn't hit me yet and oh, have we changed? (laughs) I mean, here's the deal. I knew this was going to happen. Like I highly, highly, highly thought that this was going to happen where any time before any college year or semester I've had, I've just like really, 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 really had like either it it could last from a couple months to only a few days where any there will be at least a moment before I start and enter college, whether it be a new college year for me or a new semester or quarter where I get very, very anxious because especially with this quarantine, like, yes, I've learned and grown a lot and I feel so much more confident in just like dealing with the everyday daily life of college going back. But I am terrible for some reason with the change of just being on campus, but also like with this quarantine, I have been in my house for the longest period of time that I have been since high school. And that freaks me out because I have gotten so comfortable here. I have gotten so like just grounded and and used to my routine and just so comfortable. And now that's just being completely uprooted and again like I was sort of mentally preparing for it in the past few weeks and just really taking it like in a very chill way like oh whatever happens happens there's no need to worry like college is gonna be fine it's my junior year it's gonna be online like there's no need to worry like it's it's gonna be fine you know I was just having all these sort of relaxing thoughts and then this week it has hit me and I can't shake this feeling of like anxiousness now I'm not it's only Tuesday I'm leaving on Sunday I haven't had any like anxiety attacks breakdown panic attacks yet but for the first time my anxiety is actually kind of manifesting in a different way it's very like t- 
tiredness and moodiness is what I've been experiencing for like the past two weeks. Now, I don't think my tiredness has actually had anything to do with like my anxiety in the past few weeks because I have been very sleep deprived for other reasons. But this week specifically and in the past couple days, I've just noticed that like even if I wake up feeling fine, my I will just start to get very, very tired and moody throughout the day just from like this weird, uncomfortable feeling of like knowing something's about to change and like it's been really, really hard, honestly, and I'm I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I don't want to break down. I don't want to do that. I mean, honestly, on Saturday night, I'll probably be a mess, but um, I am scared and it took me, you know the whole summer up until this week before college starts to admit that like I've had a very rough go of college and I don't feel prepared to enter into that again because it always happens when I'm on campus as well. It happens when I'm at home where I get into really bad bad spaces but also when I'm on campus it's sometimes even worse because I don't have my home life to like anchor me. Um, even though I do have issues with my home life as well, we're not going to get into that, but like, you know, there's just, it's very different when I'm not in this one physical space that where my mind is literally at peace and I'm just like nervous because I always talk about how like in the past couple of years, things have changed for me so much and college has just not been great and I just don't want to deal with that again. Like, I'm just tired of it. Like, I'm tired of experiencing all of these feelings and emotions and confusion and anxiety that I always do whenever I'm at college. And so, anyway, it's a weird semester either way. You know, online class, I'm living in a new space, I'm living with new roommates, and it's a lot of firsts, it's a lot of newness, and I just, I don't know, but... I think the other thing is that this week I don't have work. I'm not doing my camp counselor job this week. And so that has set me back a little bit because I've just been so used to that. And like yesterday, Monday, like not waking up to do camp was like, it threw me off. I was like, what the, whoa, what? Um, So that was just a weird experience and kind of gave me FOMO, not going to lie. I just like kind of felt like sad I I genuinely felt sad about that because you guys didn't know that this summer I've actually been a virtual camp counselor for the camp I work at and I've just towards especially towards the end of the summer I got super connected to the kids I worked with and to just the camp itself I just got very um just very grateful for it and I'm still going to be working there and everything but like I'm not working this week or next week because I'm moving back into college and it's just a weird feeling like I genuinely felt like something was like missing and then later on this week like having to say goodbye to like my cousins tomorrow and my grandparents and my aunt and you know friends and everything like it's been rough and especially when I get into these like moods of tiredness and moodiness because those definitely go hand in hand for me I get extremely moody when I'm tired um I I also start to get a little bit like I guess lonely would be the maybe not lonely but just like isolated or whatever because I just start to feel very unlike myself and I just haven't felt like myself for a couple days now I, I don't know how to explain that feeling but I just have felt off like I just haven't felt like myself 
And when I'm in that feeling, I just don't like, I don't know. I just feel very like disconnected from people. And I've been like, you know, trying to create some normalcy, like create calling my grandparents and hanging out with people. But even during that, I just start to feel like super like disconnected. And I hate that feeling. Like I, I think the, one of the core fears of an Enneagram type nine, which I am, is loss and separation. I actually have never really looked into the core fears of my Enneagram type because I know the core motivation is like inner and outer peace, which is also why having these types of thoughts and being anxious and like not having peace is even more unsettling because I can't really shake it. But then it just, it bothers me and kind of digs into me a lot more than like I feel like for other people. Um, Maybe, I don't know. At least for me, it's just like, Ugh, I don't like it. Um, and I know all this other stuff about the Enneagram. I'm a huge Enneagram nerd. I literally bring it up in every single conversation. Even my therapist is like, I will talk, be talking about something. And she's like, how would an Enneagram 9 deal with this? Because she didn't really know about it before I brought it up. And now it's like this regular thing I bring up in all my conversations. And even like my cousins, I'll like, like one of my cousins we have identified is an Enneagram type 5. And he'll just like do something or act a certain way and I'll just be like, oh, he's just being a five. Like, and they'll be like, oh my God, why do you keep bringing this up? But anyways, if you are an Enneagram nerd out there and if you're not, go look up the Enneagram, you guys. It's the Enneagram test. It's a personality test. It is, I am such a nerd for it. Even more than Myers-Briggs. Um, Myers-Briggs, I don't know what I am. I'm literally between three things. I always thought throughout high school I was an ENFJ. I don't know why we've started, we've trailed into personality tests, but let's just go with it. Why not? I was an ENFJ all throughout high school because I took the test when I was a freshman in high school and it said ENFJ. And I remember feeling so like I was just, it, that resonated with me so much. And then I just kept saying, I'm an ENFJ, I'm an ENFJ. And then I took the test again, senior year, I think of high school. And I don't remember what it told me. It was something different, but now I am literally between, I actually took the test recently again, and it told me that I am an INFP. And that's super interesting. I think when I took it senior year, it told me ENFP. And I definitely think I'm a some something something P because I looked up, I didn't know what J or P meant, but apparently J is like the planning type, like the very like planned out like type of person. And then P is like the intuitive. So I'm definitely that, I think. But I, I, I don't know. I really resonate with an INFJ. So I think I'm either between an ENFP, an INFJ, an INFP, or an ENFP. <laughs> I don't know. Especially because I'm actually not surprised that this, I always, my tests tell me I'm extroverted because I think I am. But I'm not surprised that the test that I took most recently told me I'm introverted because I answered a lot of those questions that test for that in like a very more introverted way because I mean one quarantine this year has just made me feel a lot more introverted and I've just kind of like accepted that as my common state because I've been so introverted because everyone's been introverted this year but also I've oh my gosh I've also um really um 
started to accept that side of myself, I've really started to like reflect and be like, am I introverted? Because to be honest, when quarantine hit, like I was fine with being in my house. And for months I was fine. And I'm still, I think, realizing like even now with, you know, going out more and stuff, I still realize that I just based off of like reflecting on even my childhood and high school and college, like I have realized that I think I'm a lot more introverted than I get myself credit for. And for a lot, for many years, I've really, I think, tried to be a lot more extroverted than I was. Not that I'm not extroverted. I still think I'm more extroverted than introverted. I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. And I know for some people, especially some people out there listening, they're probably like, why does it matter? Like, it probably doesn't matter. Like, no one spends as much time trying to label themselves as introverted or extroverted. Like, it doesn't matter because it's not going to decide whether you, like, hang out with people or not, which I'm fully aware of. But I find, like, all of that stuff, like, personality stuff, even, uh, and I talked about this back in June, even all the, like, horoscope be astrology stuff I find that so interesting and most of the time I find it really interesting because I have a very like multifaceted personality like I do not I'm not just like one type of person like there are people out there that I don't know how but they're either like totally like the planned out type a type one enneagram type of people who are like everything's you know perfect and planned out and structured then there are people out there that are fully extroverted or fully introverted there are people out there that are very like you know I, i don't know there are just people out there that have such clear personalities i i feel like every single trait i have every single one of my qualities is extremely like both two-sided like I have a very adventurous side of me but I also have a very like comfort zone homebody doesn't want to do anything doesn't like to take risks type of side of me and then I have like the extroverted and the introverted side of me and I have the like I'm trying to think what else um I I don't know I have like oh I have like the 80 year old side of me or I have the five-year-old side of me like I just have so many different like I don't know sides and it's so fascinating to me when these when I take these personality tests and even like being a cancer um, for horoscopes, they're always scarily accurate. And when when these tests tell me things about myself, I literally learn things about myself from these tests that I have never been able to identify before because I'm just like I have so many different like, you know, lenses I guess and then I take these tests and they tell me like you know when I took the Enneagram 9 or when I took the Enneagram test and I got Enneagram 9 and then I looked it up and everything was just so on par with my life um I just learned so much about the way I act and why I act like it like so much I have never realized that my like terribleness in dealing with conflict and my like you know, my easygoingness and my neat constant need to distract myself and suppress any pain and my adaptability, like all that I never realized was so connected to the Enneagram 9's like dislike of conflict and how like I just, you know, all the stuff with conflict and confrontation and I've always like been so like paralyzed at confrontation, like I can't even handle it. So I mean, there are a lot of myths. There are a lot of um, 
what's the word to call it? Like stereotypes, I guess, or misleading things about the Enneagram as well. Like being an Enneagram 9 does not mean I haven't had my fair share of conflict because yes, as a whole, I am a 9, but I'm a 9 wing 8. And sometimes the 8 side of me comes out where I get very assertive and I want things to be a certain way. Or there's a whole other side of me that has nothing to do with the nine. And that's like, you know, my own insecurities and stuff that have led me to conflict and not knowing how to deal with conflict has led me to conflict. Oh my gosh, I'm ranting and you guys are probably like, stop talking about this. But anyway, <laughs> um, why did I start talking about that? What got me on a personality test? Oh, I remember Myers-Briggs being an Enneagram school. I don't know. Oh my gosh. That's another Enneagram thing, though, with school. We hate change, as the majority of people do, but I think that Enneagrams, Enneagram 9s really fear change because it's uncomfortable and um, makes them uncomfortable. So anyway, school will be school, and I'm just trying to get into my head this week that like this week is going to pass, and then school will start, and then school will end, and then next year will start. Like I'm basically trying to get into my head that like this week in the grand scheme of things does not, it doesn't mean anything. Like it's not going to, it's not going to define the way that the semester goes. It's not going to define my life. It's not going to define anything. And feeling a little bit of fear and anxiety and even like this kind of lonely feeling of like oh my gosh I don't feel like myself and I just feel really really weird um it's normal and I'm trying to like tell myself that and remind myself of that and and just resume with my life so I can't believe that I got into that whole personality test uh spiel but I will reiterate if you haven't heard it already just if you guys are into that stuff I'm in Enneagram 9 I am ENFJ slash INFJ slash INFP slash ENFP. Someone tell me, please, someone tell me what I am because I have looked at all of these, I, I don't even know, like I, I think I'm mostly somewhere between an INFJ and an ENFJ, but then I thought that I was a P somewhere in there, but then I looked at the INFP and I didn't really connect with it, so anyway. I don't know. My horoscopes have been great though. I have this horoscope app called Daily Horoscope and it is amazing. I highly recommend even if you guys don't believe in like horoscope stuff, astrology stuff, like even if it's like whatever that stuff is stupid, this app is so interesting because it's not like the moon and the stars are aligning, whatever. It's not any of that stuff. It's literally just you click on whatever you are based off of your birthday, obviously. And then every single day it gives you like it gives you like a message. And honestly, it has nothing to do with like my daily life. It doesn't apply to me of like whatever I'm feeling that day. It's not like that. It's not like, oh, this is how your week is gonna go. Like it's nothing like that. It's more like literal life advice and it's amazing. Like I wanna read you guys. Um, you know, it's literally like I read this and I'm like, this is so good. Like you know, on Sunday, two days ago, it was like waiting for the perfect moment to begin something that is important to you can be quite exasperating. After all, how can you know for sure what the right moment looks and feels like? You could spend so much time speculating about that and the perfect moment could ultimately pass you by, blah, 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 blah. Or like yesterday, yesterday's was great. It was, 
You are the ultimate decision maker of your life. No one else can say what is best for you. However, there are times when it is difficult to be objective about your choices. You may not see certain tendencies of yours in an impartial way. If someone is offering you insight or feedback on an important decision now, then listen. You are the ultimate judge, but if you are open-minded, you may be able to see a truth that you have either overlooked or been ignoring. So I guess that one was just to like listen to people. I don't know. Um... Yeah, there's just, like, these good, like, there was one that I really liked about, um, it described me perfectly. It was, like, about how to deal with, like, the moodiness that I described to you guys and, like, emotions and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, highly recommend that. But, um, anyway, as far as, um, as far as, I don't know, I guess I'll give you guys one last update because, I could sit here and talk about like reflect on the summer a lot and I don't really have to because all of my episodes have literally been constant updates throughout this summer and quarantine like lessons learned which I made a whole episode about I think before this um you know I could talk I could continue going on and on about how I'm scared and nervous for school and and trying to stay chill and everything but you know I think you guys get the point. I think I'll definitely, I'm really excited actually to update you guys when I get to school and do a little life update about how it's going. And I will say though, my biggest thing, my biggest goal when I get there is just to keep my life together. Oh my gosh, that is like a huge deal because as you guys know, this summer I've really been trying to pick up the pieces in my life in terms of like, you know, health and staying on top of taking care of myself and that's honestly the only thing that's like giving me strength going into this quarantine is just knowing that I've spent so long this summer like really trying to give myself strength both like mentally and physically and not just like physically like health stuff but like mentally I've just been really empowered and everything um and I just like really want to keep a hold on that when I enter in this semester because that's literally going to be the only thing that's probably going to be keeping me like in check is taking care of myself keeping my life together one of the absolute hardest parts about my first semester of sophomore year last year was that I just my life was literally a complete mess like it was in shambles like and I'm talking like I'm not just talking like I don't know, relationships and myself and mental problems. I'm talking about like keeping my apartment clean and just like habits completely out of control. I was never getting any sleep, constant insomnia, which equates to constant naps during the day, never keeping my apartment clean, as I said, never uh, terrible productivity, horrible like just horrible time in school because well that was mostly because I hated my classes um constantly eating out gaining weight um like so bad it was so bad I was like I had nothing under control and that's part of the reason I had so much anxiety over winter break because I got back from school and I had just had such a such a crummy semester and I was like I have nothing in control right now and when you think you have nothing in your control in your life it's really bad and and it was more than that I was also experiencing a lot of transfer anxiety and just other things and thinking that none of my decisions were in my control and that's a really heartbreaking thing to go through as well but um 
I'm just hoping that long story short long story long I hope that I'll get to campus and actually like keep that as a priority and that's the thing I think that's how you consistently keep that up is keep it a priority and again updates on that to come the one thing I will update you guys on before we end this little chat is my sleep saga um I haven't had a chance to talk with you guys about this yet I don't think I think I have but I haven't um I've had a very interesting sleep saga and this is out anyone out there that has an undiagnosed sleeping disorder like me and that's basically had sleeping problems my entire freaking life so I don't again I don't know if I've talked about this but just to catch you up if I haven't or if you haven't heard of it basically I've had sleeping problems my entire life mostly it's come from like sleeping or no, 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 sorry. Mostly it's come from nose issues because I've always had a screwed up nose, deviated septum, adenoids, all of that stuff. So I've never been, and allergies, so I've never been able to breathe through my nose. And then two years ago, I got that fixed. I had nose surgery. Fast forward to college where my sleep became way more out of whack. Like it was out of whack in high school. It was out of whack before high school. I've always had like a weird sleeping thing. But because before college, you kind of have structure, like I just from zero or I guess from five years old to 18 years old, I just, you know, went to school, came back, just came back home. Um, I, you know, there wasn't much going on in my life. But then when you get to college, it's like you have so much more time. You don't have structure. You hang out with people more. You see people more. Naps aren't as much of an option. I mean, they are, but like my naps are literally out of control. Um, I just realized when I got to college how bad my sleeping is. I had a sleep study done way, way last year, like beginning of 2019 or end of 2018. It was really dumb. It was terrible, terrible sleep study. Not accurate at all because it said there was nothing wrong with me, but my roommates were like, nope, you snore all the time. You move around a lot. You flop around like a fish. You definitely have a problem. And then fast forward to the summer where this summer my sleep has been, again, it's like getting worse and worse and worse. Like I I don't want to go into the details of like what a day in the life of like my sleep is. Like I don't want to go into the details of like when I sleep and when I wake up and how I feel and all of that, but I know that I have an issue because my sleep habits and how I feel throughout the day and how I sleep are not normal. So this whole summer basically or starting in like July, so the end of the summer, I've literally been doctor hopping. Like I've been going from doctor, from one doctor to another doctor. I've literally, I went to see an allergist. I went to see my main doctor. I went to see a neurologist because I keep getting headaches from my sleep issues. I got an MRI. I went to see a rheumatologist. I've gotten a million blood tests done. Like any doctor you could possibly think of, I probably saw them. And oh, and my nose doctor, which basically I went to all these doctors, got all these blood tests taken. Um, no one said anything. No one had any ideas for what the problem could be. And then I went to my nose doctor who did my surgery two years ago. And he was like, oh yeah, you have more problems in your nose that are completely separate from the problems I've had before. So more problems in your nose that are preventing you from breathing and, um, tonsils in your mouth, which can I just say, not in your mouth, my throat, I am 20 years old and when I did my research on tonsils after this appointment, it became very clear to me that tonsils are a kid problem. So the fact that I am putting up with this is ridiculous, 
but I'm giving you guys this story and this information if any of you out there um, are interested in hearing about my sleeping problems or or if you are also in a similar position, but um, I just really needed to vent about this. My, I also pause. I came to the conclusion that doctors are dumb and they don't know anything. And if you're a doctor out there and are offended, I am sorry, but I went to so many doctors like pleading for help and they, none of them treated me like a human being. And it was the most frustrating, sad experience of my life. But anyway, this doctor told me there's stuff with my nose, it's screwed up as always. And then my tonsils are like swollen or something in my throat and they have to be taken out and he basically said like uh there are risks to this surgery so first let's see if you can get a sleep study which then I told him I did and it was stupid and then he was like oh maybe it's an allergy thing and I was like I went to an allergist (laughs) next and basically I have surgery getting done being done in two months and I would be excited and I am excited if I knew for sure that this was like the answer to my sleeping issues but my problem is that if this is a tonsil and if if this is a tonsil thing why didn't they find this years ago and if it's not a tonsil thing then what else is the problem because then that means that after my surgery I will still have these sleeping issues that no other doctor can figure out so it's very confusing but I will say one more thing because you guys are probably like, shut up. It doesn't matter. In the past couple of days, I've done a lot of like research on like sleep apnea because I definitely have it and um, tonsils and just a bunch of stuff on like everything. And one of the things that I have found is how much your sleep position affects your sleeping when you have sleep apnea, which I was never aware of. No doctor ever bothered to tell me this information which is ridiculous because that is such a simple fix and such a I think like significant thing but also like such a simple thing but obviously if my nose is messed up and my throat is messed up there must be like something in my the way that I sleep that's probably affecting it too so for the past and I'm going to test I'm continuing to test this out and I will maybe update you guys on this later probably not because you guys no one probably has interest on this but maybe I will um I have been testing out sleeping on my back because I usually sleep like curled up in a ball on my side and I've done that more and more intentionally for the past two weeks the the sleeping on my side and I've had the worst sleep of my life in the past two weeks like when I tell you the worst sleep of my life, like you don't even understand how bad I've I've genuinely felt like I've had like 10 years taken off of my life from the the little sleep I've gotten. Um, and anyway, I've been trying to figure out like, oh, OK, this is a thing. So I've been sleeping on my back. Let me tell you guys something. It's I think it's a I think it's a huge I think it's been more. <laughs> because on Sunday night I fell asleep on my back woke up the next morning at 7 30 a.m fully rested which never happens like never ever ever happens um Monday night fell asleep on my back woke up the next morning to my alarm at like nine something and usually I would not be able to wake up to an alarm because I'm so tired that I would sleep in until like 1 a.m or sorry 1 p.m but I actually woke up to it and I was rested. Last night, I fell asleep on my side because I was my my uh, head, like the back of my head. I just like could not fall asleep on my back. I fell asleep on my side 
I I woke up at two. I two. I woke up at two p.m. today. So there's definitely some kind of link. Um, I'm gonna try falling asleep on my back today. We'll see what happens because I am so sick of dealing with this stuff. But I've officially become a sleep Karen, where I am venting to you guys about this in a very Karen-like way. So I will stop. But I did want to update you guys on that because that was also a really big part of just like the last month for me. But just in general, this is such a big thing in my life that just has hindered me from really thinking the way I want to think, acting the way I want to think, just being me because I'm such a high energy person. And I think my natural state, honestly, would be able to wake up at like 7.30 or 8 a.m. if I didn't have this going on my entire life. Like when I tell you this has been a thing since like elementary school, this has been a thing since elementary school. And um, the thing is my brother has like the same things. My brother and me in terms of sleep, weird, unnormal sleep habits are very similar. But I don't know what his deal is. I don't know what his issues are. I honestly, um, I don't know if they're the same. But anyway, that is my little update for you guys. Um, Just because that's a thing this week. I'm trying to figure out the optimal sleep position. So this is my life now. That is my life. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the little life update. If you guys are still listening, thank you. I can't believe you made it through all of that. Um, I think I'll have one more episode this week, um, that I'm super excited about. Maybe we'll see. I have to see what happens. And then I move in to college this weekend. So things are crazy. Um, I'm really hoping that I will find a place on campus to record this because I've been recording this in my house, in my room alone. And, um, like I said, I'm going to start I'm going to have roommates starting this week. So um, anyway, this podcast isn't going to stop, though. Nothing can stop me from talking to you guys about things like sleep disorders and Enneagram tests. Um, <laughs> but obviously, there's this was just a life update where I kind of just wanted to ramble about anything. Um, my usual content, um, self-growth, personal development, stuff like that is going to continue on. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed and... I hope you guys have an amazing, fabulous day and night and life and year. And if you're not, just breathe slowly. This moment is not going to last forever. It's going to change. Everything will be okay. And I hope you guys tune in for my next episode. Bye, guys.